Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's Conrad Thompson. You're listening to, to be the man. And of course we couldn't do it without the hall of famer himself, the greatest professional wrestler of all time, the goat nature boy, Rick flair, Rick, how are you, man? I'm great. See, man. How are you, buddy, man? I'm good. I'm excited to hear all of your smack talk this week about who your new favorite team is. I can't keep up every season with somebody new. My favorite team is Michigan. Let's clarify that. But this weekend I'm going to see our friend Davis. And I'm going to be supporting the Red Raiders against uh, UT. And I don't mean Tennessee. <laughs> well, I'm excited. It's been an interesting start to the football season. It didn't go exactly the way maybe any of us thought. Uh, but over the weekend, I saw you uh, tweeting about Tom Brady. What's going on in the NFL? Nothing except, you know, you, you, are, you would be as sensitive to it as any of us would be. Everybody wants to assume something. As great as he is, as untouchable as he is, you know, they laugh about it, make jokes about it. And I just said, who are they? Who are they? Who are they that they think they can make a joke about Tom Brady? Even imply that something's wrong with him. You know what I mean? And he did, he, Mike Evans gave Lattimore a wake up yesterday and the game was on. <laughs> Stand by your man. And I've watched guys, as you know, Stomp on Aaron Rodgers. What's that kid's name that used to play for the Lions and then the Buccaneers? Dominic Sue. Oh, yeah, 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 Remember yeah. Remember when he was walking all over Aaron and not one Packer came to his aid? Not the case with Tom, man. <laughs> not the Don't case. Don't touch the franchise. Hey, I saw uh, over the weekend uh, you popped up with Caleb Presley on Barstool Sports. That was pretty fun. How'd you enjoy yeah. Caleb? Yeah, then I then he made the mistake of coming out with me for the night. <laughs> now he knows why I'm the man. <laughs> did he have to get tucked in? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did. Not by me. <laughs> I, le- I left him with him pronouncing me the man. <laughs> well, no lies spoken there. I think he went and broke up with his girlfriend immediately after that comment. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out, boys and girls. Barstool Sports, Caleb Presley, friend of the show. Super hilarious stuff he posts every single Sunday, his Sunday conversation. But our conversation today is going to be about your last match with Sting. Boy, there's been so many big moments with Sting, whether it was the very first Clash of the Champions, the famous angle where he was or wasn't a horseman, Great American Bash 1990, where you sort of pass the torch, you unify the titles at Clash of the Champions, with Sting, of course, the very first Nitro is you and Sting. The very last Nitro is you and Sting. You had probably more or just as many big moments with Sting as anyone else in your entire career, did you not? Yeah, he'd be right there with uh, Dusty and uh, Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, who's having a, who's going to be in a match soon? I'm happy for him. Yeah, well, we should talk about that. The news came out, I guess, uh, around Thanksgiving this year at the Dorton Arena in Raleigh. It looks like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is going to lace him up one more time. What do you think? I think it's great. And uh, Steve Perkins is a great promoter. 
So I, I wish them all well, whoever all is involved. I don't know the situation, but I think it's great. You know, when you're, it's one of those deals where nobody's ever going to be Ricky Steamboat, so they might as well just watch them while they can and enjoy the opportunity because there never will be another Ricky Steamboat. At any level, he's better than 50% of the guys in the business today. Wow. One of the all-time greats. He, Check it he out. Wouldn't be in, he wouldn't get in the ring if he wasn't. Right. He holds himself to a very high standard. And I, I imagine he'll, he'll probably look better than the guys he's in the ring with because he's always in great shape. So... Well, tickets are on sale now, and I imagine that we'll have some sort of streaming partner. Uh, when we get those details, we'll be glad to share them with you. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are old school Ricky Steamboat fans as well. And uh, today we're talking about one of those old school opponents of yours, Sting, specifically, you know, how we wound up having your last match in Impact. Um, your previous match before this was a lockdown in April of 2011. Fortune, which was a group that was uh, Daniels, James Storm, Kazarian, and Robert Roode, are going to defeat Immortal, which was Abyss, Bully Ray, Matt Hardy, and Ric Flair. Take us back to this impact contract, Rick. Did you have a certain number of matches, or is this just a creative base? Like, what was your contract at the time? I had a maximum of dates and a maximum of um, of TV appearances. Um, it was really, really a great deal for me. You have to ask Bruce the numbers. Bruce was the uh, head of talent relations. And, but, um, you know, overall, I just, uh, any, any, Sting is one of the, not only is he not, is he not, not only is he a real live, real live icon. I mean, he is iconic. Yes. He's one of the greatest people you'll ever meet in your entire life. I mean, Humble, nice, a gentleman. And yes, I've had some phenomenal encounters with him. But I'll tell you, you know, when I inducted him at the Hall of Fame, I, I know him so many, he, he inspired me to get into fitness business when, when he and Luger had those gyms in Atlanta. I, I thought, why mm -hmm. don't I do that in Charlotte? And then, you know, our careers. And then, you know, side by side, I wrestled him so much. Um, and there's a couple of things that are really interesting here that, you know, first of all, to ask a guy that hasn't wrestled more than a couple of years and never wrestled more than 15 minutes to wrestle 55 minutes is a lot. And he mm -hmm. didn't, he didn't flinch. He didn't get tired. He didn't wince. We didn't sit in rest holds. We just, we just rolled like the way I've always worked. I didn't, I don't, I don't believe in sitting down on top of a guy for any period of time. That's just my style of work. And he, he never flinched. He never thought twice about it. And he, he pulled it off. And he, he, he will say that, or people will say that I made him that night. He made himself. Hmm. I mean, he made himself. I didn't, I didn't do anything except lead us, lead us through it. And that's hard if you haven't done that, that type of match that long before. Right. That's how great he is. He's a phenomenal athlete. Jesus. You could drop kick you flat footed right on top of your head. I mean, you could do anything. Uh, how does it come together that it's going to be you and Sting here in Impact? Of course, we know the story of that famous Clash of the Champions, and uh, it, it always sort of seemed like in WCW, hey, if we're not sure what'll get a rating, we know Sting versus Flair will. But now we're going to see it here in WCW. Uh, whose idea is it to put you guys together? And what do you think of the idea? It's got to be something you look forward to, right? Staying again, this will be fun. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know who thought of it. I didn't, I didn't think I was up to it by any means. Cause I wasn't taking anything serious at that point in my life. That was just, you know, marriage number four turning into a catastrophe. Um, and, um, I went back to work because I needed the money plain and simple. You know, um, but there were, I really had a good time there. You know, all the, you look at the roster, just a bunch of great people, fun people to be around. I mean, you know, I saw Jeff all the time. I saw Kurt all the time, Billy Ray. I mean, just a lot, a lot of great people to work with. And, uh, the abyss kid and I have become good friends. Um, mm -hmm. I believe his first name is Chris and, uh, 
I got I got to know him better at WWE than I than I did there. Then I got to wrestle Foley there, and I guess someone just said, "Why don't we just sting in Flair one more time?" And I don't even know how we did in terms of a rating, but you know, I just wasn't prepared. You know, I just never recovered. I, I, I know you don't. You hate me telling Bischoff stories, but I'll give you the greatest. Oh, uh, I'll give you the greatest Bischoff story that comes to me and Sting. So, the thing where we baited him and turned the horseman, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was me and Sting against Pillman and Iron. Yeah. In Detroit, mm-hmm. right? The way we did it, the anticipation when I turn around. Came in that ring on that tag and turned around and sucker punched thing and we beat the crap out of him. Was the right. hottest thing that they'd seen in a long time. Nothing on that show followed that. Nothing. And then the next day we're in Jacksonville, Florida, and um, Eric had Sting beat both me and Iron. Never mentioned a word to me and Iron. Not thank you. Nothing. Walk in the dressing room and said, Sting is back. Sting's back. <laughs> Good old Eric. <laughs> yeah, he's back. <laughs> guess who guess who we both submitted? <laughs> so another Bischoff. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> bring on Hogan, bring on Savage. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> Thank you for retiring at Halloween Havoc and then coming back a month later. Uh, thank you, Rick. How about just one more zero, Eric? Just one more zero. <laughs> I love it. Joke. We got to have some fun with this one day. At least he admitted walking, Wendy, walking with Wendy on the beach. <laughs> He said that at the roast. <laughs> selective memory. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. Life had oh. reason. It's called alcohol. <laughs> it's uh, it's announced for no surrender that it's going to be you and Sting, uh, but instead it gets pushed back to an Impact episode. Do you remember the circumstance? I mean, if you were going to have your last match with Sting, are you glad it's on TV or do you wish it would have been on pay-per-view? Conrad, to be quite honest with you, I didn't care where it was. I was happy to be in the ring with him. Okay. That's fair. I, I really, at that point, I and, and people don't believe it, but I just had, I didn't have the confidence to do anything unless I was really comfortable with the guy. Like I was comfortable with Jay. I was comfortable with AJ and, AJ carried me. All those guys carried me at that point in my career. But they were such nice people. And I mean, I've remained great friends with James Storm. I haven't seen Bobby in a while, but I, I think the world of AJ Styles, I think he's one of the top four or five guys in the business today. Um, and of course, Sting is an icon and still doing it. And doing it at a pretty damn high level. They, uh, they have a set of tapings here on November 12th and the tapings are going to air on the 15th and the show opens with you coming out doing a promo. You're talking about how sting is the franchise, but I'm the God of professional wrestling, blah, blah, blah. They actually have you come out and retape the segment later in the show. We almost never heard of this. A few weeks ago, we talked about a match with Randy Savage that Vince had you guys redo, but here's a promo with you and sting that you're going to have to redo. Do you remember what they didn't like about it? Can, we, can you play the promo? Yeah, we have the edited version here. Steve's got that for us. Let, let me see it, and then I'll, 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 I'll refresh my memory. This would have been from September 15th. This was the original? This is one that aired. Cal 
Wow. Several. Yep. Umpteen amounts of thousands of dollars. What do you say, Mike? Thousands and thousands. Thousands upon thousands. for Monday Night Football. Big cut it, Steve. <laughs> fun little segment there, Rick. I like that segment. That was fun. Fairly intense. <laughs> is that uh, is that why you would describe your life? Fairly intense. Yeah. No, I just yeah. had so much fun with him. I used to run around the ring and look at him and say, you're in the ring with the world's greatest. <laughs> Crack him up. Meltzer would say, apparently they weren't happy with this segment because later in the show, they retaped it. The difference was both came out in their ring gear and they eliminated all references to Flair leaving for New York and all references to WCW. It seems like it was sting this time. And they realized people would get on them because he made it like Bischoff ruined WCW and Flair went to New York. But in actuality, Bischoff ruined WCW years later. Both guys were yelling and screaming as opposed to the first one where they were respectful and putting each other over. And they ended up with a pull apart in the second one. So I guess it was a little different the second time out, but what we saw, I thought was pretty good right there. I know that was the second version, but it was fun to me. That was the second version, huh? Yeah. Huh. I don't remember the, I don't remember the first. I just don't, I just know that every time I was with him, we made money. Right. I don't know what the rating was or anything else, but I can guarantee you that that, that was pretty intense. And I think that's, 
to me, drives TV shows, drives people to want to see matches, even at our ages right there. Well, we're going to watch the match, but before we do, we want to remind everybody about Woo Wings. It's a real thing. The Nature Boy himself has his own virtual restaurant concept. You've got legendary flavors for world championship wings. Just look up Woo Wings on your Uber Eats or Postmates app. They're now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Huntsville, Tuscaloosa. A bunch of new locations signed up coming your way very soon. But Woo Wings is looking Nixon to partner. take over the state of Florida. Let's do it. We're looking to partner with existing restaurants in major metro areas. So tell your favorite sports bar or local restaurant that you want Woo Wings in your town. And just visit RickFlairWings.com for more information on how to become a partner. That's Ric Flair Wings for your restaurant partners who would like to be a Woo Wings. But you can order right now, Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Huntsville, Tuscaloosa. Just look up your Postmates app or your Uber Eats app, and there it is. The only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time wings. Woo wings. There you go. So, uh, Steve, I think we've got footage of this match. Of course, it's going to be taped here on the 12th, airs on the 15th of 2011, and uh, we've got a, a pretty fun match coming up here. Let's take a look. What do you think of this presentation? Hey, does that say the man? I think it does. Does that say the man? I'm pretty sure. But back it up a little bit. <laughs> let's just get there to a sense and let's back that up a little bit. The man. Wow. Imagine that. 2011. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder where they got that from. <laughs> hmm. I like this look. One of your more iconic WWE robes. I think this one was made in the WWE, was it not? It was. She did a nice job on that one. Julie or Terry, I can't remember which one. One of them made it. Yeah. Meltzer would say, um, the Flair Sting match at the 912 tapings was apparently really bad. Flair suffered an injury to his left arm during the match, and we were told they were going to have to do a lot of editing to make sure the match could air on TV. Later, he would say the Flair versus Sting match was edited from the TV taping, and it was much better than the live version. While you never want to say absolutely, but my sense is we won't be seeing Flair wrestle in TNA again, perhaps in a tag or something, but I can't see him doing long singles matches. While watching it, I did have the feeling in the back of my mind that it may be his last match, giving the injury and such. The Funks and several others who were older than Flair are still wrestling, so he probably will wrestle again, but there were a lot of people having uneasy feelings live watching the match. Now, of course, we know it's pretty iconic that, or ironic rather, that this did wind up being your last match for a long, long time until earlier this year. But it almost feels like, by comparison, you know, you, you finished the WWF with a run there with such a big bang with Shawn Michaels. And now here with sting, it's just, it's a pay-per-view. No, it's a TV show. Oh, but it's taped and, and we're doing it tonight. It does feel kind of rushed by comparison. Does it not? Oh, most definitely. I, mean, I, I can't even begin to compare it to the match with Sean. I mean, there's really an example of somebody carrying me. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Joker Sting? This version of uh, Sting. Um, you know, I've always I used to want to give him advice about his character, but <clears throat> as long as he's happy, as long as he was happy with it, not give him advice, but I, I definitely had my opinions. I'll put it like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Whatever he was happy with, he deserved to do. He was that good. Look at Jeremy here. Let's turn the volume up here, Steve. Oh, miss. Earl Hebner. And now, ladies and gentlemen, live from Universal Studios, Orlando, Florida, it's time for your main event of the evening. Introducing, first of all, standing in the corner to my left, he weighed in this morning at 235 pounds and comes to us from Charlotte, North Carolina. He is the 16th. Heavyweight champion of the world, 
producing, standing in the corner to my right. He weighed in this morning at 242 pounds and comes to us from Venice Beach, California. He is the insane icon. This is You can just feel the tension. It resonates throughout the impact zone. As finally, so listen, man, this is uh, always fun to see you guys, whether it's the first clash of the champions, the first nitro, the last nitro. I mean, so many times, so many major moments. I guess it's fitting that he was your last opponent. I'm 60, 60, what, three here. Uh, this would have been 11 years prior to now. So, yeah. Wow. 63. Now, you did get hurt uh, in a superplex. Meltzer would say the match originally was 15 minutes. Of course, the television version is going to be edited down a little bit. But he would say Flair suffered a broken bursa sack in his left arm, taking a superplex from Sting, which wasn't serious. But when Flair landed, he thought he'd broken his arm. It was brutal, he told Mike Mooneyham. I thought I'd broken my arm on that spot. I don't know how I did it either. So we'll see it here in a moment. But you would even say that your arm actually got twice the size as the other. You could see immediately that you were hurt. And I think at this time you were already working with uh, maybe at least a partially torn rotator cuff, right? Uh, torn. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't have it uh I wasn't up for having it operated on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was a se- was a second tear of my left arm. It's the one I can't move now, but I mean, I have no pain. That's been, that being the key. Yeah. Not a lot of people who have a rotator cuff injury can say that. No, I mean, I, I, when I say I don't have any, I can't use, I mean, I can't lift it over my head and that, but I don't have any pain. So, right. Yeah. No. So I, so I have no complaints. No, I didn't want to imply that I did. I just, I decided not to have the operation. Meltzer would say they went quickly to the finish. And because of the injury, Flair couldn't even do his face first fall. And that looked really bad when he hit me with the splash and went for the scorpion. I couldn't even take the face bump. I couldn't get my arm down to take it. I couldn't hit him either. It was brutal. Flair said, it says, uh, he would say that you weren't acting injured the next few days and you're out drinking after the shows and not talking like you had any kind of serious injury, but the doctor said, Hey, watch out for a possible infection. So typical Nate, rub some dirt on it. Here we go. I mean, you just got to do this spot in every sting match. Do you know it? It's like a requirement. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, just it's to say I can when other people can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not the average 63 year old bump either. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Meltzer would say the people were into this big time. So they thought it was special, but it wasn't pretty. They did a lot of their uh, stuff for like the figure four and reversing stinger splash, blah, blah, blah. Of course, we know there's going to be some shenanigans here. I can't believe this is a real sentence, but I think we're going to see Hulk Hogan in a few minutes. I don't think people will ever get tired of seeing Ric Flair and Sting, man. The the biggest difference. The comeback makes you want to come back again. (laughs) I went back up to Lakeland and started training again. (laughs) Will you stop listening? What else is there to do? Well, hopefully we don't have Jeff Cheer beat you up in a parking lot again. That was yeah, one. Okay. I'm good at that part too. <laughs> we proved he can't hurt me. <laughs> well, we did prove that, I suppose. <laughs> Even though everybody thought I was dead. <laughs> when I got up and walked back and got a cold beer from you, I was fine. <laughs> Not before you had a little fun with everybody when they come over to check on you and then you pretend to faint. <laughs> that was rough, dude. 
what a great moment this is. Sting and Flair, Hebner's the referee. You know, you wish it's a bigger show and, and maybe it had a little more build, but the production of this still looks nice. Who's calling a match like this? Obviously, in '88, your first match was Sting. We know who's calling that one. Are you, you still calling this one? Calling it. Come on. Okay. All right. Please. I take very little input from anybody. <laughs> and who does that any better in '63? I mean, that looked pretty good. And Sting takes it great too. You ever put the figure four on somebody in a bar? Yeah, I did up in uh, St. Louis recently. Just having fun with the guy. I bet me could get out of it. And? He didn't. <laughs> they let me get it on him. There's no way to get out of it. I don't care who it is. I put it on a linebacker from, from Penn State in front of Bill Cower and Marty Schottenheimer one time in Pittsburgh. The Dapper Dan, too. <laughs> He didn't get out of it either, huh? No, Kerry Collins was there, actually. The name out of the past, right? Old school, baby. So we got the figure four here, and you're still the dirtiest player in the game, using a little leverage. Hebner's in a perfect position. I don't have enough hair to shake my head like I used to. (laughs) Yeah, you've got what uh, Tony Schiavone would call the flesh-colored yarmulke there. Man, look at Sting. Yeah. Same. Well, we don't ever talk about Hebner. You know, if it was like on this show, we give Tommy Young a lot of yeah. time and Charles Robinson a great. lot of time. Man, he's fantastic, isn't he? They, they both were. Yeah. Yeah. They're both special people. Brian Earl's, Earl's son is a heck of a kid, too. Yes, he is. Super nice guy. Of course, the story of the match here is it's a legends match, but somebody's going to retire. Of course, what Sting really wants to do is get through Flair in order to get to Hogan. What's your relationship like with TNA at this point, Rick? I mean, I know at times it was tumultuous to say the least. No, not really tumultuous. They just they would tell me something and do something else, or they would. You know, I, did, I just didn't understand this whole thing about signing autographs before the show. I mean, I, I, I guess I didn't research it and know enough about what they did, but in those days, um, back then, they'd have the guys all together out in the hallway before the show sign autographs. I just I'm not doing that. I said, I said when the Undertaker does that, let me know and get back to me. Of course, that wasn't well received, but it, it just—I'd never experienced that, right? And then after then afterwards, they have the main event guys stay in the ring at house shows and sign matches for and take pictures for twenty-five bucks. I mean, if that's not Mickey Mouse, nothing is. I think this might be your uh, superplex. Let's track it here, Steve. Let's see if we can see where Rick hurts his arm here on the way down. Not bad for 63, right? Just as he went for the pin. So we get a run in here. Sting's clearing house. Nobody's landed a blow on Sting yet. He's just uh, one after another. Probably an edit there because we see you sort of slumped over in the corner here. Bully Ray's going to sneak up behind Sting. I don't think Hebner's taking a look at this either. He's got a chain. And nope, he's Sting's got backup. So we clear the ring. Who is that? Kennedy? Yeah, Mr. Kennedy. Or I guess Ken Anderson at the time. 
on the other side. Looks like Hogan's giving you something. Bam. Some brass knucks. Damn it. Ric Flair and those brass knuckles. Last match yeah. here. Last match in Nashville. <laughs> Damn cheater with these knuckles. <laughs> Damn it. Hooks the leg, but shit, Rick, you didn't win. I know. But they should have edited that part. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah, not going to find too many where I did. <laughs> Thanks to Jeff, I finally got a victory. You can tell you're favoring that arm. Oh, I can hardly cut. lift my arm. Yeah. I couldn't even chop my just said, I give up. I couldn't even make the turnbuckle good. Here comes the big splash, but you can't really do the face flop the way you normally would. Oh, uh, well, no, I was wrecked. Yeah. At this point, are you just thankful that it's almost over in the match? I mean, cause yeah. you hurt, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I wasn't worried about hurt as long as I, I just know how embarrassing it must look. See, I, I couldn't even get off my side there. See it? Yep. So, of course, you know, your last match here is really just to set up the match with Hogan. Uh, Meltzer would say Flair couldn't do the f first flop, which was probably because he was trying to protect the bad arm. So he did the worst type of fall ever. Sting used the scorpion for the submission. Just a lot of gaga here with uh with hogan and sting and it almost feels like as the show goes off the air your last match is sort of a backdrop to what's next with sting and hogan what was your night like well, that, that that's all it deserved to be at that point because i when you're hurt you can't perform and once you've committed yourself to the performance you can't quit or if you do your you put the company and yourself in a bad spot so you know i just um I didn't realize that would I would hurt that much worse with the, with the uh, superplex. So, but it's my shoulder, not my back or my neck. So you know all that we can all that we can live with and have for years. But you know my back and neck are fine, thank God. That's all that mattered right there. And I got a chance to work with Sting. So it wasn't the end of the night. Well, we got a lot of questions here about the. Uh the show. So let's jump to a few of these. Alex wants to know outside of sting, who else at the time would he have wanted to face? Did you have like a, uh, no, you know, another last opponent in mind? No, I, I, I hadn't even planned on wrestling Steve. Uh, Daryl wants just to know came at the last minute and said, you just gave me creative. I just followed, followed through with creative. Just another day at the office. Yeah. Uh, Daryl says, was Rick, the old office. <laughs> yeah. Was Rick more satisfied with his match here against Sting than he was the final Nitro match with Sting? Oh, much more. Okay. Nitro match. He couldn't, his shoulder was repaired. I see. He couldn't even slam me off the top rope. Uh, Ryan wants to know with an opponent that you shared the ring with so many times before, knowing this would be the very last time, was there anything memorable shared before or after the match? Because of what you guys had created together. Did it feel special? Oh, I mean, always just a ton of mutual respect. Yeah. I, I've got nothing but respect for him today, tomorrow, always before. Just one of the great guys of all time, like Steamboat. I mean, I just, those guys will be special in my life, always. Like Dusty. Right. Like Piper. I mean, just, you meet some real gems on the way through and, Obviously, uh, Stinger and Steamboat are both like gems in my life and both, you know, great, great, great. Speaking of great rec tech is great. They're an amazing company that offers wood pellet grills fueled by all natural hardwood pellets. They've got all your other lifestyle stuff too: coolers, apparel, grill accessories, and more grills start at just three 99 and rec tech has grills for every lifestyle and every budget with a key focus on flavor, convenience, and versatility. Their factory direct pricing eliminates the middleman and all their grills ship for free. Plus, all Rectech pellet grills are made with high-quality stainless steel and are built to last a lifetime. The flagship model is the RT700. It comes with a 40-pound pellet hopper, 702 square inches of cooking space, an awesome PID Wi-Fi controller, and a six-year bumper-to-bumper warranty. 
on a rec tech, you can bake, you can smoke, you can sear, you can grill, dude. You can even dehydrate all with the press of a button. And that's why those in the know choose rec tech. So toss aside that tasteless gas grill and get rid of your old messy charcoal grill, or even that overhyped brand name grill. And instead join an elite wood pellet grilling family. We're talking about rec tech. They focus on flavor, convenience, and versatility. And now they've set the new standard in grilling. So visit rectech.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q.com and use the promo code NatureBoy5 to get 5% off site-wide. That's 5% off their grills, their coolers, their rubs and spices, their accessories, their merch. Everything's 5% off at rectech.com when you use the promo code NatureBoy5. Uh, Bobby wants to know, Rick, what was your favorite Sting finisher? Did you like the Death Drop, the Stinger Splash, the Scorpion Death Drop, or uh, the, the, the Hold? Oh, I, I, I like the Scorpion, and, I, and I've said it many times. I wish in Baltimore I'd let him beat me with the Scorpion. Damn it. Right. I've said that before many times. Do you prefer, as a rule in wrestling, a submission move or some sort of you know, high-impact move? Well, I think they both work. If, if, but the problem is with the high-impact moves, one TV show – for one company, it'll be a finish. The other company, it'll be a false finish. Or it can even be in the same show. I've seen it. I'm sure you have. I could, I could point it out to you if I had a couple minutes to think about it. But some of those moves are so big, they have to be the fin- I mean, they don't have to be. In my opinion, some of them are so big, they have to be the finish. Right. I get that. But what do I know? <laughs> well, a lot. Uh, Lenny says, uh, in Rick's opinion, <laughs> that's a problem. That's why I got to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> you don't have to keep your mouth shut. That's why you have a podcast. We love when you start shit out. No, no, I'm not stirring anything up, but I'm saying, you know, I mean, as an example, how does anybody kick out of a power bomb from Kevin Nash? Right. I, I mean, I'm thinking back to some big moves, right? I mean, God, I mean, but that, that's about as big a move, six foot 11, athletic, strong, you know, gifted athlete giving you a power bomb. Who kicks out of that? I don't even know if anybody has, but I mean, there's stuff now that, that looks even more impactful than that, but that is a really, I've taken every bump there is in the world. Those power bombs on a, from a big tall guy, as careful as they might be, will knock your dick in the dirt. Well, I, uh, I can't argue that. Well said. Here's a, a fun sort of what if here, Rick. This one comes from Lenny Bakken. As an example, you remember that, that move that Manny hit um, uh, Jay Lethal with? Yes. What's that thing called again? I'm not sure what he calls it. Where he jumps on his back and drives backwards. and. Oh, wait. You're talking about the... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what you're calling it. <laughs> No, like Jeff didn't want to take it. Oh, yeah, the Canadian, he wanted nothing to do with. <laughs> what they call it? The Canadian Destroyer. Yeah, no. You know what I? I could be 35, wouldn't want that one. <laughs> we joke about it to this day, Jeff and I, because as, as Rick and everybody's putting the match together in the back, they're trying to come up with a spot. And Rick, just very matter of factly, Jeff, can you take the Canadian Destroyer? Nope. No, I mean, (laughs) I didn't even know if Jeff knew what that was. He knew exactly. And there's only a couple of guys in the business that can give it. It's much less take it. That goddamn man, he's got more talent with a little finger than most of the guys in the main roster having their old body. I I think Jeff has decided at this point, I don't need to flip over in my life. You know, (laughs) not backwards on my head. (laughs) Even with Karen and Cody watching. It was fun though, because as you guys were laying it out, it, it literally any suggestion you made, Jeff goes, yes, sir. Yep. Oh, yeah, we can do that. All right. <laughs> Jeff, can you take a Canadian? Nope. If only I hadn't dehydrated man, we would have got match of the year. <laughs> it just tickled me. It was so matter of fact. Nope. Immediately. Nope. nope. <laughs> Something we are sure of. Uh, yes. That was one of them. Uh, Lenny wants to know in Rick's opinion, if Steve Borden and Jim Helwig would have started in Vern Gagne's training camp in Minneapolis, a, would they have made it and, and B would their careers have turned out differently? So 
Sting and the Ultimate Warrior, instead of coming through the powerlifting circuit and landing in Memphis and sort of getting going to Watts and everywhere else there, would it have made a difference if they went through Vern Gagne's camp? Well, I don't know enough about Jim Helwig to, to comment on that. I think Sting would have made it. Yeah. Sting had a lot of heart. It would take a lot. It would take someone, number one, that's crazy, like the ones of us that made it, um, because it was, it was, you know, I'm not, I'm not by any way, shape or form comparing it to the Marine Corps and Paris Island and all that. But brother, it was a month of hell. The only thing we didn't do was swim underwater with handcuffs on. <laughs> brother, I'm talking in the cold weather in a barn, running two miles, 500 free squats, 250 sit-ups, 250 push-ups. And then we start working out, are you kidding, every day for three months. Let me see, September, by the way, Saturday, this coming Sunday will be my 50th year. So I had my first match December 10th. So September, October, November, December. Three months of that shit. Brother, it was insanity. Every day, six days a week. Wow. No, I mean, I've, I've been through stuff, but enough time was... That was like a survival training camp. At the first day I did it, I think it took me and Patera six, six and a half hours, maybe seven hours to do it. Can you imagine that? No. Running two miles, 30 degree weather in a cornfield, 500 free squats, 250, and then those things climbing the stairs, 20 floors on your hands with a guy holding your legs in the air. Shh. Half of NXT couldn't make that through right now. And why would they want to? Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. Why does everybody keep going? Like, is the commitment to rat like these guys want to be wrestling stars? They're trying to get out and make some real money. They want to continue their athletic career. Like, what's the talk? There had to be some negative talk and some self-doubt and all that when you're being put through the ringer like this. Why did, why does everybody continue? Well, we just realized how tough wrestling was, but you know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that um, I'm not insulting anybody at NXT, but who in the hell would want to do that? They don't yeah. have to do that down there. Right. I mean, it, it, it's, they go for a tryout. I don't even know what they have to do for a tryout. I mean, this was like really, really finding out what you had inside you as a person to be able to do this. It was, I never dreamed that when I agreed to do it or when I asked to be part of it, I never dreamed it would be as tough. That's how tough Steamboat is. You don't think he didn't make it through it? That was tough stuff, ma'am. Uh, here's a question from Bryant. He wants to know, what did Rick think of the impact zone? So the, the, the soundstage where TNA filmed all those shows, those impacts, all those years, what'd you think of that? I thought it was okay. Yeah. You know, but you have to remember when you've been in the WWE, you can't compare anything to it. Right. And, and it, it's an unfair comparison. Even with AEW, I've been there backstage and seen it all day. You, you, can't, you can't compare it. And, and I mean, WWE is just, it's like walking into the control room of, uh, of NBC or the control room of uh, ABC or a network, network television. I mean, you can only imagine the electronics and the, I mean, the graphics and the stuff. I just look at those, compare those in the shows, compare WWE to other stuff, compare it to the, you only can compare it to the NFL. Right. And they got all their shit from WWE. Drew Landry says, uh, your last match on Nitro was with Sting 2. What was different from that Nitro to this impact? When you talk about yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally, because we've heard that Sting was maybe going through some tough times at the end of WCW physically and, and all that, but... Talk to us just about how you compare the two matches with your personal situation, or was it really just all about your sort of uh, shaky marriage at the time? No, you're talking about in Nitro? No, here, here at the last impact and just comparing your, your spot mentally, emotionally, this between the two. Well, mentally and emotionally, first of all, 
uh, Sting was coming off, we both were coming off uh, rotator cuff surgery. And we weren't ready to wrestle. He wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I got you. So we didn't do any, we couldn't take any bumps. We couldn't do anything. And I, and I was that right after Eric and Russo had shaved my head. I, humili- I was humiliated. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that Vince wanted me. I mean, it was a big argument. I said, I don't want to be on TV in a match right now. I'm not, I said, it's part of the deal. So, you know, you don't argue with Vince. Shane was there. After being, I mean, I'd been humiliated to the point of, I was a broken man. When Russo and Vince and, and Eric got you know, through with me, I was a broken man. I, and I admit it. Why shave my head? Why? What? What to prove? What? Yeah. You could you could humiliate somebody. What What did they gain by that? Right. I'm asking you. No, I don't As know. A fan, what did they gain by that? Uh it was just it, it was it wound up being just another segment. There it was of no circumstance. Yeah. Were you humiliated for me? As a fan yeah. of mine? Yes. yes. Huh? Thank you. Yeah. I don't need to say any more. Because no yeah. one's been a bigger fan or more honored to be friendship. So what did they gain by it? Yeah. What did Russo gain by burying me in the desert? It's fair to say. <laughs> it's more than fair to say. <laughs> it men- mental institution, and I'm still here with you, right? <laughs> mental institution I probably deserved a month in there but <laughs> hey you tell me so anything I got after that was pure luck and I'll, I'll take everything I got but what's funny this is this is you know a very strong comment this thing that you produced for me the last match yeah. in Nashville got me more notoriety and more and like, I mean, just opportunities have come my way left and right that I never, I never thought would, would come around this heavily. It got me more press. It, tell me again where we were in that ESPN thing, but it was some astounding number. Yeah. What were the number, number one trending or two in the hit? Yeah, it was, it was the cover. The year. It was the cover story. Uh, and, and front page, top, top of the fold story. And yeah, it yeah. got. I, I was told it got as much traction or more than anything else in combat sports all year. But that's what I'm saying. So then, yeah. and then to come back from that. So, you know, and, and then knowing that, knowing it could have been better. So it just goes to show you if you're in the right place at the right time with the right people believing in you, that you can survive anything. Yeah. There you and go. Be bigger well, and better for it. Well, when lose or draw, it's just a fact that went out there. And so, what I was proving is that you can come back from injuries, insult, defamation of character, name it, almost being dead and still do something if you believe in it and if God gave you the gift to do it. Right. So anybody didn't like it, I can I, I would pop the guy's names out and say something that would be so hurt, hurtful and hard on them <laughs> they'd have to crawl in a hole, but I won't. So for those of us that didn't enjoy it, you know, kiss my ass. <laughs> kiss my ass. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Couple I know the guys that. cracked on it. I don't even know we're still alive. <laughs> yeah. I remember that call. Um, let's remind everybody right now that IWTV.live is independent wrestling's premier streaming service for live events and video on demand events. <laughs> If you like technical wrestling, you'll see the likes of Wheeler Yuta, Daniel Garcia, Jonathan Gresham. And if you like the hard-hitting strong style, you can see Eddie Kingston. And maybe you're a fan of deathmatch stuff. Well, we got the likes of Masato Tanaka and others. For just 10 bucks a month, IWTV.live offers 20-plus events streamed live each month from top independent wrestling. And just this past week, they had 10 live events. That's a dollar an event, y'all. There's no better value in wrestling streaming today. Also, as an IWTV.live subscriber, you get immediate access to their extensive library of over 13,000 hours of video on demand content representing more than 300 independent wrestling promotions from around the world. 
like Beyond Wrestling, Prestige Wrestling, Absolute Intense Wrestling, and H2O. You can watch IWTV.live anytime, anywhere on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV Stick. They got all your mobile apps for Apple and Android devices as well. There's no long-term contracts required. Just go to IWTV.live and subscribe today for just 10 bucks a month. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Uh, Rick, another question hey, here. I, I, I got to make another comment to you that because uh, we didn't get the tape last week. But, um, that the show that AEW had last week, yeah. After all the stuff between um, Punk and the um, Bucks and everything, yeah. Punk and the Bucks and whoever else involved. The show they had last week was one of the best shows I've ever seen them produce. I knew everybody on the show and they got over a million viewers. So it just goes to show you everybody could be replaced. No, I knew, I mean, Jericho had a hell of a match um, with um, John Moxley. Um, and the opening match was that four-way elimination. Shoot, I can't remember all of it. But anyway, it, it was a hell of a show. I knew everybody on it. And in the four the people that are in disagreement with each other right now weren't on the show. And they still did over a million viewers. So good for them. And they stay on track like that with storylines that everybody can follow. Um, that's how they catch the WWE. Yeah. They did They did almost 1.1 and on WWE 1.6, of course, against the NFL. So to me, that's the path they need to follow and not worry about what's going on backstage, which apparently yeah. they're not. Yeah, they've they've done a great job, and um, as you and I, our folks are listening to this, they've got one of their bigger shows of the year tonight at Arthur Ashe Stadium. I know Rick's going to be watching. I'll be watching. Of course, our friends Jr. and Tony Schiavone and the whole gang will be there. But it's a big deal to run New York. It's an even bigger deal to run Arthur Ashe, and uh, it looks it fantastic. sold out too, right? I don't know if it's sold out, but it's real close. And yeah. from what I hear, there'll be around fifteen thousand fans there. And uh, well, that says it all. It's going to look like a pay-per-view, but it's free on TV. So be sure to check it out tonight. Uh, Yambag Jones is trying to stir it up here, Rick. He wants to know what booking was worse. The way Sting and Hogan ended at Starcade 1997, of course, with a controversial finish with Bret Hart. Maybe it was a little overbooked. Or Sting and Triple H at WrestleMania 31, where unbelievably, Sting's finally at WrestleMania and Hunter's just going to beat him. What do you think? I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to answer that. If you I, had I, it to do it over again, would you have had Sting win his WrestleMania debut? Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. But that's not saying that I understand why or how they didn't. Right. Because it certainly wouldn't be, it certainly would be because he's not popular because he's so well liked by everybody. Yes. But the thing with, um, I, I was so far removed, but I did, I do remember the thing with Hogan and Sting and that. Yes. And, um, you know, I just, um, it, it, it was all confusing to me. And if you look back, I mean, it was really, confusing time i know it got ratings and all that but it, it was and it was exciting but maybe i was just so far removed from it that i didn't i don't remember that well i can remember seeing sting up a couple of times and uh, it was just so political it was like it was it was the locker room was was hulk and randy and it was in kevin and scott and uh waltman and then it was sting and luger in another locker room does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's just three different. And then Eric just bounced around teach locker room, making promises he couldn't keep. <laughs> mm. Well, would try anyway. 
Sure. It's hard to keep everybody appeased when there's no, when there's no leader. Yeah. Uh, last one. I know we touched on it before, but, uh, and that, and that, and that ultimately is why they're out of business. Lack of leadership. You think? Well, just lack of accounting right? for everything. Yeah. You know, you just can't let the company run. Someone's got to run the company. The company can't run you. Look at you dropping a little wisdom on us here today. I like it. No, but I mean, I've been around it enough. I've, I've seen it. You think anybody gave Vern Gagne any shit in AWA? When Vern gave a finish, think anybody said anything to him? Do you think, uh, Tony Khan is learning how to navigate all of that too? Because no, I don't know. know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how, how Tony runs the show. I don't know who delivers the finishes. I don't know that, but I'm asking a question about Vern Gagne. Right. Do you think when Harley race walked in the locker room and he said, I'm winning tonight, anybody said anything to him? I mean, I wouldn't imagine think anybody oh. said anything to Harley race and walk in and said, I'm going over tonight. Any problems? No, I, th- I think, uh, I think that's a done deal. <laughs> Silence. Yeah. <laughs> it's just change. It just has changed. <laughs> it's, it's a different world, probably for the good, probably for the good. But I wanted to compliment AEW on that show because it was yeah, good. Okay, Jericho I, and all the guys, they busted their ass. Had a, a few really, really good shows. I think as we're recording this, it's four weeks in a row, over a million viewers. Yeah, good for uh, them. Ad guys. That, take hey, that's guys. how they catch WWE. I mean, in terms of just TV ratings on Raw, not not as not as they as they as WWE the universe, but by, you know, and like ignoring the stuff that, that causes any kind of negativity, ignoring the social media. Does that make sense? Yeah. That runs your company. Then you got problems. I asked a question during the, uh, the watch along of the match, and then we had to shut it down. Uh, so I want to circle back here. Now, what did you think of the Joker sting? We had seen surfer sting. I didn't like it. We had said you didn't like Joker thing. Okay. No. Well, but that, that doesn't mean it was bad. I just didn't like it. I, I've, I've told them a hundred times. I like sting with the crew blonde hair the best. Yeah. Always will. Yes. I understood the other thing because that some guys want to change. Taker became biker t- taker for a while. That's when I worked with them, but, um, he'll always be the undertaker. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and Sting will always be Sting. In 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 any form, it would it won't be remembered as Joker Sting. I can tell you that. He he has he's such an he's still I mean he is an icon. Yes, he's unbelievable. He's actively in the, I mean he's a, an active icon. So well, much respect. We're going to be active next week. We're going to be talking about your match, uh, your TLC match. For the WWE title in 2006, we'll discuss why you're in that match. Working you, mean when with I, mean, you mean when I threw Edge all over the place? I can't wait. Till I got till I got my blade out. It was a fantastic match, man. I'll then never. We were home free. <laughs> I love that. Once match. I got to my finger, brother, the rest of it was just a mistake. But <laughs> a downhill. I love slope. me. I love me some Edge, man. He made he made that for me. <laughs> Well, we'll be talking about it next week, right here on To yeah. Be the Man. Hey, hey, just to be a just for a teaser, I'm at a place called Firebirds in Charlotte. You're familiar with it, right? Yep. And I get a phone call from Michael Hayes. He said you're in a ladder match next Monday. I said, "What's the ladder match?" He said, "You'll find out when you get here." I said, "That's that, that stuff like with edging out where Jeff Hardy and goes." Yeah. I said, "I can't do that." He said, "Yeah, you can." I said, "Who? who whose idea was that?" He said, "Vince's." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your little bitch will be there. <laughs> All that and more right here next week on To Be the Man. Woo!
NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! The five-star reviews are in, and it's confirmed. SaveWithConrad.com can save you thousands. Jimmy E. writes that we saved his family more than $1,000 a month. James S. says we saved his family more than $1,200 a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. But if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, or even worse, if you're in a 30-year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money, but a matter of how much at SaveWithConrad.com.